0: what is going on everyone and welcome to the friday edition of the political panda program so glad you all could join me of course welcome to episode 97 i'm only mentioning this now because we are getting so incredibly close to episode 100 and it is in fact uh i'm doing the actual recording for it very soon a very special person is joining me for the episode you've might have heard of him before. It might give uh, some of you who've been listening a lot a little bit of a clue of who it is. But of course, that will be dropping on Wednesday next week. Uh, it'll be in replace of of course the episode. But it is going to be absolutely fantastic. I am so excited, and I cannot wait for you guys. Here, I haven't even recorded it yet, and I already know it's going to be very much enjoyable. And I'll kind of talk a bit more about some stuff. Uh, and hopefully that as well. Of course, if you are new to the Political Panda program and you haven't already subscribed to help support the show, it really does go a long way, and it is absolutely free to do so. That is truly the best way you can support the show, by sharing, subscribing, helping get the show more and more into the algorithm, so that hopefully, hopefully, I I really want to make this my long-term career, and by you doing that and helping me, uh, do that, you are helping, confirm that you want the show to stick around, and I appreciate that, as obviously, over time, I'm gonna get better at this, this is only my first year, and we're almost at 100 episodes now, you know, the show went for being weekly, five days a week, you know, we have a little bit of a set sort of thing on this show, but truly, I want to, you know, this show has so much room to grow, so much room to expand, and, you know, someday, you know, we'll have video on this show, because I just, if if it's just me recording this show like it is right now... Hello, hi, it's just me sitting in a room. I'm really not... I, I, I don't hate being on camera. It's just when I can see myself on camera and I see how I look personally... I I just... I notice so much about myself. Like, I don't... If I'm going to record this show, I'm going to have other people, like, recording the show, monitoring all that. Because if I keep looking at myself, I'm going to just... Completely start cringing, and I'm going to completely forget where I'm going and thoughts. So that's why this show is just audio, if you've ever wondered. But of course, not getting into too much out of pocket details about uh, other stuff that really aren't important as of right now. Of course, it's time for the Friday opening clip. Of course, if you are new to the show, we do an opening clip every single day. Start off the discussion, start off with either some comedy, some other stuff. Of course, most of the time, it's just more depressing shit, or just more stupid-ass shit that we gotta point out. Ah, part of of my stuff. Uh, Today, actually, uh, if you want to check out all sources, including this clip as well, they're all down below in the description. I want to be as transparent as possible about where everything comes from for the show as well. So, please do check that out if you are interested in seeing further research as well. So they don't they these guys need no introduction. Of course it's the view. Let's let's roll it, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yes, let's take this I'm moment sorry. to thank Senator Lindsay Graham for <laughs> driving more women to, to vote Democrat in the fall. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Thank you so much exactly what he did and why people like Jim Jordan are running like rats away from him it's well, it is bad politics <laughs> for Republicans so we uh for for a long time my party has argued that states should decide abortion <laughs> rights. rights when Dobbs was knocked down that was most of what the statements were this should have always been decided by the states so Lindsey Graham just went completely rogue by saying this should be federally we should have a federal why? restriction why on do abortion he did that honestly I think he thought it was going to get him goodwill with some parts of the base but I no. I disagree with the Approach entirely. So, the vast majority of the country believes in some access to abortion and some limitations. 15 weeks is on par with some places in Europe, but let states make that decision. Have them well, like, let
0: the women represent- make that decision. So let- uh, I hear nothing but dog shit. Let the woman decide. Uh, hello, I, I don't think you understand, but. uh the state is going to you you as a state you can vote in the people that will then help to make that decision people don't understand we don't live in a true democracy here you when you go to the polls the people are meant to represent you they're not meant to represent explicitly you they're made to represent explicitly what the general population wants it's not a mob rule of hey we want this and then they do that. It just doesn't work that way. So by saying, well, we should just let women decide when they want to have abortions, well then, a, that's a wide scoth of women. Because there's some women that's like, abortion should never happen, ever. Even if the person was rape incest, that's still a child, no matter what. Unless it's like an ectopic pregnancy, all that kind of stuff, then that's fine. But other than that, abortion and killing a child should never, ever happen. And then you've got women on the opposite side of the spectrum that are absolutely crazy on this shit. And it's just, we need to be able to kill the child right when he's coming out to even when he's in his teens. So you have this wide spectrum of just women falling all in between somewhere along that line. And you're going to have some on this side, some on the other side. And so it's kind of like, well, if you go to certain sides... There's going to sound like there's more and more. You know, it's this mob vote that just does not exist in this country. And I'm sorry, but that's simply just not how our system works. If you wanted a true democracy, you should have been born in ancient Greece.
1: How would the states? Well, let the women vote <laughs> when you throw throw it to the federal level though it should apply to all states the way he's written this it will allow for the states that have stricter rules those six-week bans they'll say oh well that's fine but then if you're more liberal than that he's going to say no you got to come back so he also cherry-picked the way it applies he calls it a late-term um late-term abortion act by the way 15 weeks for anyone that doesn't know is one week into your second trimester and just to clear up a, a Often referenced myth that is used to get a certain political outcome. There is no such thing as people having late term abortions. Say that again. There is no such thing as people having late term abortions.
0: Huh? Hold, hold on. Hold, hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone. The phone has, the phone has. You are standing on the Grand Canyon. The phone has been dropped. The phone has not been taken. And your phone has been officially just destroyed and become nothing but mush in the, in, like, just... It didn't even land in the Colorado River. It landed on the sides. Holy fuck. Did did those words just come out of her mouth? There is no such thing as a late-term abortion. I'm, I'm sorry... I, I I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that hold hold on we hold the phone we need to go back a few seconds here hold on hold on hold on hold on. Um,
1: there is no such thing as people having late term abortions. Say that again.
0: Huh? Huh? Bro, what? <laughs> Are you telling me that if a person was to get an abortion at like the first you know week they find out they're pregnant? to them the very last week before they get pregnant, those are the same things, because I can damn well tell you, I'm not even a girl, I can't get pregnant, but I can very much confirm, that is not the case I have seen plenty of pregnant women in my life, and I can tell you, there is a definite difference between the first few weeks, and those last few weeks, I can definitely tell you, there's a fucking difference <laughs> what? what? <laughs> fucking dying.
1: There is no such thing as people having late-term abortions.
0: Don't clap, you imbeciles, what are she talking about? My mouth would have just disenlarged if I was there in the crowd. My mouth would have physically fallen on the ground. I would have had to pay 20 million dollars for surgery. Holy fucking shit. At least I'd have a, maybe like, metal jaw now, but holy fuck.
1: uh, 0.3% of abortions are performed at greater than 21 weeks and usually for heartbreaking medical reasons. Say that again. (laughs) That is only done for heartbreaking medical reasons. I have yet to see one situation where someone decides that that is a myth being shopped around to get a certain political outcome. And 91% of all abortions are performed in the first trimester.
0: No way. Did you just prove that most people who find out they're pregnant get rid of their baby early because of convenience? Holy fuck, it's almost like those statistics have been talked about on this show before. And when I've told them to someone else that's on the left, I'm not going to say who, but if they listen to this episode know who they are. They didn't believe me when I told them that more than 90 plus percent of all abortion reform are for convenience. We even talked about it a little after yesterday, after, uh, at the, in the show. If you listen, I even, I even like, I even made it more generous. At over 70 percent is for convenience. Think about this. The edge cases that are argued for happen less than 0.1%, less than a percentage of the time, while more than 90 plus percent of all abortions that happen per year, which is well over a million, a few million, by the way, are for convenience. They're not because the person just oh no, I had a miscarriage, or I fell down, or, you know, something horrible happened, it's because I didn't really want the baby, I'm not ready for it yet, I'm not ready for all that responsibility, and so, whoosh. Baby, gone. Executed, like it's Call of Duty. Fuck me. Fuck me, dude. <sighs> that, uh, fuck you, view. shut up. Oh, man. God, that's it's brilliant, by the way. Absolutely mind-blowing. Oh, and then she even goes on to say that she, she literally proves that there's late-term abortions by saying that there's one point some percent that then get abortions towards when they are going to give birth. Free for the frontal cortex on those women. Is about as fully developed as mine because I'm not the age of twenty-five yet. My God, actually, no, there's just worse. How am I more of a developed human being? I don't understand. How hard is this? How? 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 Well, our favorite institution, the FBI, totally, totally not completely and utterly corrupt. Uh, has a sort of new uh, new whistleblowers are coming out uh, from within the agency under the current direction of the Incompetence Administration, is what I like to call them now, uh, has pressured agents to manufacture instances of so-called white supremacy even out of behaviors that otherwise ought to be covered by the First Amendment. Amendment. According to a report from the Washington Times, Current and former FBI agents have stated that the agency vastly misrepresent represents the actual threat that white supremacy poses to American security and democracy, but that agents within the Bureau are fearing pressure to find it anyway. The demand for white supremacy vastly outstrips the supply of white supremacy. We have more people assigned to investigate white supremacists than we can actually find. That's right. Here at the FBI, instead of, you know, trying to find all those criminals, trying to solve cases, you know, actually doing important shit. No, we're we're going around and trying to find actual cases of of white supremacy that just isn't there. Mm. I'm glad that our tax dollars can be used to fund, you know, finding white supremacy that isn't there. What what kind of bullshit is that? Oh, so what what are you guys doing today? Oh, we're well uh we're uh, finding fake white supremacy and labeling it as uh white supremacy. Uh why why is that? Well, because our bosses need us to make it look like the country is full of white supremacists, even though it's not. Really? That's surprising. I mean, y- you would think that you would you know, maybe actually try to do something to, you know, help help betterment of society and not try to find things that aren't there well yeah but you know our bosses are our bosses you know very very extremely woke you know i'm pretty sure one of them at this point is trans at this point and i we can't tell but i think maybe another one likes puppy fetish and uh you know a bit of bit of fem dog dog play you know just a few different little kinks that he has no, I you know I've heard some weird fucking yelping in in the office before, but we're not allowed to go in during uh, certain times of the day. Fucking ass wipes. I can't can't believe this. This is the FBI. You know, an agency that used to be well respected now is an agency that's a more of a laughing stock of actual you know decency. Well, Biden has finally decided to respond to the overall border. Uh, busing going on and plane flights around the current U.S. to t- help help out with you know making everyone equitable and inclusive in our uh, in our border uh, catastrophe. As uh, obviously he uh, attacked uh, Greg Abbott and Ron uh, Ron De- DeSantis, of course, or DeSantis, uh, Satan as uh, as a freaking Chris Chris or would uh, say, or Charlie Crist, or whatever the fuck his stupid-ass name is. Uh, so the president's comments came during a uh, the 45th Congressional Ca- uh, Hispanic Caucus in Gala in Washington, hours uh, after two busloads of immigrants arrived at the Naval Observatory in Washington, courtesy of Abbott, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but let's, uh, let's hear I'm
2: proud that the Obama-Biden administration stood up for dreamers. My predecessor tried to end DACA, but the Biden-Harris administration is working to preserve it and fortify it. And with Secretary of leadership, we're committed to fixing the immigration system. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American, it's reckless. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. Republican officials should not interfere with that process by waging these political stunts. It's long overdue for Senate Republicans to come to the table and provide a pathway for citizens for dreamers, those in temporary status, farm workers and essential workers. We need to modernize our laws so businesses get workers they need, and families don't have to wait decades to be brought back together. It's time to get it done. That's why we have to win this off-year election. And one more thing. It's long overdue for a National Museum of the American Latino. Long overdue. I mean it.
0: Man pulled an apple at the end. And one more thing. It's like an apple event. But it's incoherent babbling that nobody can understand. (laughs) Uh. 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 It, it, it's just I'm I'm just trying to take in just the incoherence. The overall idea of the current border policy, it's literally getting laughed in the face. It is getting laughed in the face. Does what's going on look like compassionate stuff to you? Remember, the whole idea behind the current border policy that is pushed so hard by many, many Democrats is that, well, you know, since I don't live anywhere near the border, it's really not my problem. So therefore, you know, we can just make someone else use their money to then, you know, make the problem, you know, be good. And then we don't have to do anything, and we just get to make, you know, all the rules and all that kind of stuff. And this has been a tactic for decades, and it just doesn't fucking work. You need good border security. If you find people, and they're illegal, and you're not, then deport them. This shouldn't be complicated. That doesn't sound compassionate the idea is you are not beholden to migrant people. You are beholden to people who are living and are citizens of your country. Citizens of your country matter a hell of a lot more than a bunch of migrants. I'm sorry to tell you this, but that is simply just the truth of the matter. Your people that you are over matter more than those because those are people that are here and they are legally here. Those who are not are illegally here, and in the word illegal is clearly all you need to hear to completely remove them. This isn't to say that I dislike them coming here. I wish for you to do it legally, like the rest of the people who came here. You know, once Ellis Island opened in the 1800s. So, there's clearly a good reason to. Back in the day, sure, I was probably a bit of a, you know, hard to really say about true border kind of policy because it was more or less, you know, a lot less people in the world. Uh, still a lot of bad people, but a lot less, you know, people and a lot less could, you know, I guess go wrong. Like, you didn't have a suicide bomber trying to show up. You didn't have a person trying to sneak in fentanyl pills. I mean, you probably still had like some drug empires, but not, you know, anything crazy like fucking, you know, now where you have a cartel having more control over a US a border with the most powerful nation in the world than that powerful nation does. So, that's that's wild. And yes, I did talk a little bit about uh, the fact that there are now at, at the home of Kamala Harris at the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., there are uh, now illegal uh, immigrants outside of it. So, as of right now, There are about a hundred migrants outside the official resident of the vice president. Uh, They they were picked up uh, down in Eagle Pass, Texas, and they were brought uh, up to Washington, D.C. They're from Venezuela, Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico. So yeah, now they're going to have a lot of fun, and hopefully they will have just a great, great time, you know, enjoying uh, the Vice President's House and the amount of compassion that they have for uh, the the people of this country, and, and those who just come in whenever they would like. It's so compassionate. And of course, Ron DeSantis, yesterday, this hit national news, uh, sent... Sent some planes, so he sent fifty migrants, he flew them to Martha's Vineyard. Now, if you don't know what Martha's Vineyard is, Martha's Vineyard, how do I describe it? Imagine basically it is the richest of the richest area. Okay, Like, like Martha's Vineyard is literally like this island is what it yeah, it's literally like an island that's home to like so, so many rich people. There are so many people that have I like have homes on this on this uh area. It is crazy. Like this place pretty much if you're if you're living in Martha's Vineyard, you've got like some nice house. I'm talking a nice house. You've got a nice house. You've got you you have your life like set up, right? Like you are set usually like that's what a lot of people are there they're usually making you know either millions or they're making you know half a million like they're they're doing well for themselves well of course and of course a lot of different celebrities and other stuff and high up people have homes there like i believe brock Obama has a home there if i remember correctly so you know big big people live there and so uh 50 people were sent there from Florida. And keep in mind, uh, they are, you. basically, they don't take them there unless they are willing to go there. So the people there were willing to go. It's not the whole narrative of, they're forced onto these planes! How dare they do such hideous activities to these people? They force them onto planes. No, they... They actually are willing to go to these places. So, uh, so Martha's uh, Martha's Vineyard uh, put put out uh, put out this. Uh, we can we continue to provide shelter, food, and care to individuals that arrived on the island yesterday. A coalition of vine, uh, vineyard towns, community-based and nonprofit groups are assisting in this effort. We'll continue to work very closely with our state partners, who have pled, uh, uh, pledged to support resources for an, for any unmet needs. That we may have, as we do with any shelter operation, we are focused on meeting the immediate needs of people we are sheltering and engaged in contingency planning. If the situation changes, we are grateful to many local neighboring community members who have reached out with efforts. And, of course, um, they, they fully called an emergency. That, that's right. Fifty. Fifty, fifty people, and they officially call a a, a a humanitarian crisis over fifty people. Maybe it's because they're not you know picking their flowers or anything anymore, and they're now just fifty random people. Maybe they can all get some jobs. Maybe they can help out. You know, I think you should send more personally. Fifty isn't enough. I'm I'm thinking maybe triple it. Quadruple it, 1,000 times it, you know, maybe we need 5,000, you know, maybe maybe we just need to send a lot more. I'm liking this whole moving around thing, and really turning these sanctuary cities into the sanctuary that they want them to be. It, it makes it feel nice, knowing that their stupid-ass policy is literally blowing up in their face like a fucking, like, dino- Stick of dynamite. It's so friendly, it's so compassionate. <laughs> fucking bam. Oh man, oh, oh. but it, it gets even better for for this as uh, we have this clip here.
2: So, What are the most difficult challenges right
1: now? The difficult challenges are uh, we have, to, at some point in time, they have to move from here to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot, we don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. And so the, we don't we can't house everyone here that lives here and
0: works here. We don't have housing for fifty more people. That's right. There's no there's no housing for them. That's right. All of the people have two. You know, all their big houses. We can't fit anymore. I'm sorry. We're we already can't house all the people here on the island. Uh, so yeah, there's there's already overwhelmed at fifty. I think we should triple it still. You know, maybe maybe uh maybe maybe a few more. I think maybe a few more plane flights. Just maybe. Just just maybe. Well, the White House is planning on refilling the strategic oil reserve uh once price falls below eighty dollars a barrel. Which is fine and all, you know, that's good as I would love to, you know, actually have our you know, strategic oil back to where, you know, it needs to be, but, um, there's a bit of an issue, as, however, it's been noted that Donald Trump attempted to stabilize the petroleum industry in early 2020 by filling the reserve with oil priced at $24 per barrel, a rock-bottom rate that occurred as a result of the worldwide lockdowns. Democrats blocked the measure amid uh, broader stimulus package negotiations, boasting that his colleagues had uh, nixed a ballot for big oil. Really, really? We, I mean, like, oh, Jesus, man, you know we we can't have anything. You know we're fine with it when we have to spend even more money because then we get to waste even more tax dollars on stuff we just, you know, this is actually a good thing to you know refill. But at $80 a barrel when it could have been 24 and actually, you know, even stronger than it was in 2020 is ridiculous. Because, you know, now with Biden, oh, that's okay. Yeah, we need that oil. Trump, no, we don't need the oil. We don't need it. We don't need it. We need to spend boondoggles of money that we don't actually need to spend on COVID funds so that some of it will end up over, you know, in other places. Well over a few billion end up not in the U.S. and not for COVID you know we need to spend all this money you know trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars let's send everybody stem checks let's let's get everybody free money everybody gets a check everybody gets everything now uh what a what a great time that was yeah good glad that was so much fun for everybody um in other news Adderall ADHD drug runs low at CVS and Walgreens as demand has soared. Interesting. So, out all, the widely used drug for for ADHD is experiencing a shortage, according to interviews with patients as well as major pharmacy chains that carry the uh, pills. Uh, so, half a dozen patients in states, including California, Indiana, Michigan, who said they called or went to CVS or Walgreens or many others in August or September, and were told the medicines were out of stock. In some cases, they may have to wait more than a week to get their medication, which is supposed to be taken every day. Uh, there are supply chain challenges with this drug, the issues are affecting both instant release and extended release. Uh, so, yes. That's right. There's a supply chain issues with Adderall, an ADHD medication. You know that stuff that a lot of people take um, is now just not in stock, and you, you gotta wait. I'm sorry. Even though you need, even though you, you want to take this every day for uh, for for ADHD, I'm afraid I'm afraid that's gonna be a no. That, that's gonna be a no. Uh, you you'll just have to deal with it. I'm sorry. You're so distracted during this conversation. Oh man, I'm really sorry that we can't do anything to help you. I'm really sorry about these the these totally normal supply chain shortages. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Fan freaking fantastic. It's so great. Man, isn't life just so much so much better now? It's man, what a what a great job Joe Biden's done. He's just He's just so good at this, you know, he's so good at leading our country into all of the best directions. Ah, so good. So happy. Isn't everybody just so happy? You know what makes me even happier? The new WPATH guidelines for transgender folks. Oh, ugh, just what we all needed. Just what we all needed. That's right. They've been updated from their previous ones, and now. Now we've got an even newer one. So uh, it was released for public. Uh, so let's see, let's see what what's what's the new guidelines here, huh? Huh? What 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 am, what are we looking at? I, I want I want the goods. You know, I want the real goods. So you know. Let's see. Where is it at? I know I was in here. Uh blah 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 blah. So chapters. So okay, so the and so but where's the new one? Oh, here we go. Okay, chapter 6 on adolescence, a new guidelines suggest that cross-sex hormones must be administered to children as young as 14. That's okay. It's great. Love that. Um, more recent guidelines suggest more compelling reasons to initiate prior to the age of 16. Fantastic. Always uh, know that 14 and 6 year olds make the best decisions. Uh, 14 years to age. However, those are only guidelines, not hard rules. Ah, oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, chest. Uh, well, sectization? Whatever. Otherwise known as a double mastectomy. Ah, oh, that's the one. Uh, ...can be considered in minors when clinically and developmentally appropriate... ...and determined by a multidisciplinary team... ...experienced in adolescence and genital development. All good. So no precise speech, but... Uh, ...said that there are some clinicians on 15-year-olds. That's perfect. Perfect. Uh, plasties creating a pseudo-vagina uh, with existing genital tissue... Uh, ...may be also attained by... Oh, that's fantastic. Um... So, so, uh, may benefit for some adolescents to have these procedures performed before the age of 18. That's fantastic. uh, That's always what I love to hear. That's fantastic. Oh, oh, so good. So, so fantastic. I'm gonna get all the children uh, affirmed in their new identity. Oh, it's so empowering. Uh, Don't you just feel the empowerment fueling your veins mm. so exciting ugh they're so good at this so so good at this oh puberty blockers between 9 and 11 and age 11 for boys Oh, so good mmm fantastic need at least 12 months of gender affirming hormone therapy or longer if required to achieve the desired uh, surgical result for gender affirming procedures Oh, that's fantastic it's so good Mm, Man. Man, I'm I'm so so glad. Mm, These experts. They're so they're so expert at this. They're so good at this. Uh, of course, I'm just kidding. Slow motion trans wreck. Oh. What a what a great headline for, for a title or for an article. So in January of 2022, uh, San Francisco based law firm uh, Gerard Sharp. Which specializes in class action lawsuits announced its investigation into the adverse effects of puberty blockers on trans-identified uh, children. Uh, the, uh, the adverse effects can include low density, psychological problems, and potentially, for the 2022 FDA warning label, uh, can can uh, cause or I fucking doctors and their stupid words. A condition which can cause brain swelling. Oh hell yeah. Headaches. Mmm. My favorite. Nausea. Can live without it. Double vision and permanent loss of vision. Ooh. Always loved going blind for my gender identity. That's always a good one. Um. Of course. Uh. In August, the UK's Tavistock Center a gender-affirming clinic is experiencing a class-action lawsuit from 1,000 families of children who prescribe puberty blockers, eh? Fucking hell. It's crazy. Meanwhile, Sweden's National Board of Health and Welfare released in February 2022 new guidelines. So yes, there's a new lawsuit going through here in America now as well. For all the adverse effects and the overall terrible... Terrible fucking shit going on with children. I'm I'm really glad that we could finally catch on only just a few years too late. Mmm. So, so much fun. So much fun. And, you know, no one would ever regret anything like this. There would never be anybody like that, you know. Everybody always, they always stay the same. They never change throughout their life. What you were when you were a few months old is what you will forever be, I guess because remember no one ever changes their mind about anything because no one would ever do that that's crazy talk you guys are crazy okay that's that is crazy that's crazy so this i guess should be a bit of a uh, a warning to uh, overall how how things are currently, so this comes out of of conservatives are next in targets of podcasts as obviously we found a big way to to uh, be free from sort of the censors, but it looks like that could be changing as a, over the weekend liberal bookings institution released what it's called a tool for mont to monitor political broadcasts. On increasingly popular podcasts to combat, of course, what they classify as misinformation. Uh, booking, uh, Brookings treats the growth of podcasts the way Count Floyd described one of the movies on classic monster chiller horror theater sketch on SCTV. Oh, that's scary! kids. scary. They are. They're really scary. We're all very scary. Podcasts is warrants playing central role in disseminating election fraud narratives. I would never say such thing and YouTube is clearly wrong that I would ever push such a narrative. That's ridiculous. I would never violate the misinformation policy. Of course, what really got uh of course the left scared is nobody's controlling what's said on podcast. Uh Valerie Wirtshafter at Brookings, the laments that despite the real-world harms caused by misinformation and the memes growing reach and influence, podcasters can say whatever they want. That's not true. I can't say whatever I want on YouTube. But terms of podcasting, technically, yes. As technically, there's a point of where I can just keep swearing, but there are certain words that I technically can't say. But I'm not on radio, so I'm not... There isn't actual, like, words on there that I can't say. Anyway... Uh, The nature of the RSS feed, which is what connects my overall podcast to all the different places, uh, which is open-sourced, source, uh, uh, accessible by design, represents a significant hurdle for content moderation. Although Apple can remove the RSS feed from its platform, some smaller platforms allow any content on an RSS feed to be played through their services, making it easier for listeners to be accessed to a removed podcast elsewhere. The Brookings, so Brookings created the popular podcast, uh, popular political podcast data set. Oh, oh, this is a link too? Oh, beautiful. I would love to see if it loads. Oh, beautiful. Oh, can we see it? Total number of political podcasts over the past week for more liberal and more conservative. Wow, it's almost like conservatives were trying to escape, so they Went into podcasting and said, Oh my God, top words used in political pro- podcast over the past week. <gasps> my goodness, Biden and Trump are the top ones. I can't believe it. Trump, special legal media, masters, documents, Mar-a-Lago, Donald, DOJ, and beauty. Meanwhile, on the conservative side, of it, it's Biden, Trump, speech, President Biden's America, Republicans, September, media, Democrats, and COVID. Interesting. This stat is kind of weak, though. You got anything like better? I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. Are you really surprised that most of podcasts are are, are conservative? Does that surprise anybody? I mean, I I wouldn't think it would be, but okay. I mean, listen, it's a warning, because now with that kind of information, they'll maybe try to, you know, get different podcast platforms to be more, you know, sensory than before, and I'm just kind of tired of it, man. Like, why can't we have any platform to speak on? You know, we, we can't really, can't go too wild on Twitter with certain takes that we have, you know, because they might be misinformation or whatever. Or, you know, I can't say certain things on YouTube, even though others can say a similar thing about different things. And their things are still up, but not mine. Because mine violates policy that's very very arbitrary about what it says in its policy and how you violate it. And so I I'm just cannot have anything. Like can I not just have my little podcast here, you know, trying to just grow, please? Really? Uh, I guess... I I, I guess not. Well, if you truly don't think that our university system is as dead as ever, well, how about this one? This is just, just... God is dead and everyone fucking shot him at least once, because I never thought I would read something like this in my entire life. So you guys remember what, like, back in like 2016? Cash Me Outside, how about that, Dr. Phil? You know that girl. Danielle Bergoli or Bad Baby who has an unsuccessful rap career but a really successful OnlyFans career? Yeah, that girl. Well, you know, she's going to be speaking at Oxford. You Not like the city Oxford. You know, the university. You know, that one that's super prestigious that, you know, even at one point before I gave up on the university system, I wanted to go to Oxford because i was like that's a prestigious school that's nice that that's right she has been reportedly invited to speak at the university following in the footsteps of you know people like elton john albert einstein Hmm. that's right uh she's been asked to uh to speak in students and debating uh in the debating society known as the oxford union Uh, An invitation from the Oxford Union president to the OnlyFans star read, It would be an honor to welcome you to continue this fine tradition. Yes, a woman who online covers her tits with her hands in videos because leaks pop up on Twitter every once in a while, and I've seen them. And, you know, that kind of content is, of course, the perfect person to come and talk in front of everyone. You know, a person... Like that, that has only the perfectest English, of course. Mmm, I'm so exhilarated. (laughs) The fucking world are we in? Like, seriously, what world are we in? This girl... Keep in mind, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure I'm pretty close to her in age, right? Yeah. We are literally... We, okay, we are literally the same age, basically. Like, I turn the same age she does next month, okay? She's born the same year I am. This girl, who would be technically still going through college, has been invited to Oxford University to speak... In front of a bunch of people who I can most definitely tell you are smarter than she is, this is wild to me Like what world are we living in, huh? What fucking world is this? Because I think i'm in the wrong I think I'm in the wrong dimension here. Alright, I've clearly, in my sleep, woken up in a dimension that is not my own. What is happening? What. Is. Happening. Seriously. I am just lost. And you know what? I'll continue to be lost until and into this weekend. And hopefully, you guys have a much better weekend than I will. Uh, of course, I really do appreciate you guys so much for listening to today's show. Please do, of course, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the like button on YouTube while last, And, of course, follow on Twitter, True Social. Links are in the description, as well as all articles that have been featured in this episode. As always, please do share with anybody you can, as I would love for the show to grow even more, and by you doing that, it helps out a ton. So thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you all on Monday for episode 98, and for Tuesday for episode 99, and for the big 100 on Wednesday. Seriously, cannot wait. So long.